Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. else was doing it we would have been talking about everything else but who I was so thank you love you Tony um welcome everyone to let's talk Tuesday I am so glad that you all have chosen to give me a little bit of your time I wanted to make sure that you are aware that we have a lot of things popping in the ATS junior companies I would like for you to visit our website, find us on Facebook, find us on LinkedIn, find us on Instagram. You can pretty much find us everywhere and everybody has something that's going on with them and then collectively we have things going on. And so please um, get, in, get in that thing. You know, we have the ATS University, we have the Law of Attraction um, videos that are going out. We have our podcast. We have a lot of things going on within the company and most of it is free. 
Um, but we do have some extra special things that you can pay for also. So I just wanted to plug that in, make sure that you take advantage of all our company has to offer. Now without further ado, can you handle the truth? Can, can you really, really handle the truth? If you think about it, it takes us a while to actually find out what our truth is. In one of the most profound books that was life-changing for me, it's called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Vishen Lakhiani talks about a concept, a word that he created called rules. And it basically discusses how we have a belief system, but it was built upon realities that were taught to us by the people that raised us and the environments that raised us. And we go into adulthood automatically feeling like that has to be our truth. Well, let me upgrade you. When was the last time you upgraded your truth? Are you still living grandma's rules and pop pop's rules and Aunt Deanie's rules and Uncle Joe's rules? Some of those are wonderful truths, but some of them are not. And if you haven't taken them all through the, the judgment, through the, through the system of, of you, then you don't have your own truth. You're still living someone else's. And when you don't value yourself enough to do the work to find your own truth, it's because you can't handle it. You can't handle it. Here's the thing. Your real self, your real self knows the truth. Think about it. Things like depression, anxiety, those types of things that are real. Would it be hard for you to wrap your mind around the fact that those kinds of things exist because we live a truth that our self, our inner self doesn't agree with? Why do you think you get depressed? Why do you believe you get anxious? Why do you believe you get irritable? Why do you believe you, these types of things happen? It could be, it could be because you are trying to live a truth that your inner self doesn't agree with. That your inner self doesn't agree with. Oh. What we have to do is, and all I'm gonna do for you in this call is kind to kind of share with you some of the things that I do first that I did to find my truth, and then what I do to remain stable within it. So the first thing that I had to do was accept that I was living a whole lot of lies. Not lies by choice, not lies that I created. They were lies only because I didn't agree with the construct that I was living by. It's not a lie for the person that taught it to me because they were okay with living that truth. But it was a lie for me because I wasn't okay with it. And so I had to list those things out. I had to list them out. Do, 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 I have to, um, do I have to spank my son if he's bad? That was a rule for me. That was a BS rule because I believe that I could raise my son without striking him. Does that mean that I look down upon parents that do that? No, that's your truth. 
as a counselor, I can help you. But do I look down upon you because of that? No. But am I to be looked down upon because my truth is that I don't have to strike my son to raise him? No. And so I erased the truth of when your son is bad, you spank his butt. That was grandma, papa, mama, daddy. They taught me that. I don't have to live according to that truth. So now when my son is, is misbehaves, he gets a consequence. We talk about it. He understands the behavior. He understands the, the, the opposing behavior, that what he should have done. He understands apologizing. And he's eight. He's eight. And just about anybody, if they had any complaint about him, it would be that he has a lot of energy. He's polite. He's woke. You're not going to be able to say much to him without him wanting to converse with you. A lot of times that's the problem with children. Everybody lives with this truth that children don't have a brain. But they do. And it's okay for them to ask questions. If he were to hear a profane word come out of my mouth, you would be surprised, but you would hear my son call me to correction in a respectful way, but he's going to make sure that I did something that I wasn't supposed to, that I know that I did something I wasn't supposed to do, and he's going to wait for me to apologize. But that's our truth. That's our truth. How many of you know that a lot of people wouldn't be able to handle hearing this truth come from me because it knocks up against your truth? When you have your own truth and it's your inner truth, nobody else's truth is going to bother you because you have your own. The reason why my truth is knocking up against you is because you're not solidified, you're not solid, you're not rooted in the truth that you have for yourself. You spank your child because that's all you know how to do. You haven't tried anything different. And when I say you, I'm not like you, you, you on the call. I'm saying you to the masses. I don't need nobody jumping in my inbox. <laughs> but you can, you can. If you disagree, you want to talk about it, that's fine. That's just one example of a rule that I change. Antonio gives us one all the time that he holds true to. None of us ladies in the company can go to a gas station and pump our own gas. That is a rule, but it's one that he chooses to keep. Because he doesn't believe that a lady should have to pump her own gas if a man is around. Thank you, Lord. You know, but it is, you should not have a problem with a man that chooses not to. Oh, he ain't a man. His truth is different than yours. It's just different. Not bad, not wrong, just different. You have to get to the point where you erase everything. You break everything down. And I'm gonna have to, I'll tell you, that's hard. That's difficult. That's, that's really, a, a, a man should be married to a woman and a, a woman should be married to a man and a woman shouldn't marry a woman and a man shouldn't marry a man. That's your truth. That's your truth. I don't care who marries who. That's my truth. And guess what else? I believe in God. But you marry who you want to marry. It's not God didn't put me on earth to believe in him and judge you. He didn't put me here for that. 
I am perfectly fine with everybody living their truth. Everybody knows God in their own way and in their own life. You can marry a dog if you want to. I wouldn't care. That's your truth. I haven't always been there because I was raised with different truths and different constructs. And I tried for a long time to live my life according to those until my life started knocking me upside the head a little more than I liked. And so I had to do the work to find my truth. You have to spend time with yourself. And when you don't like the truth that you live in, it's really hard to spend time with you. It is very difficult to spend time with you. I spent a lot of time just surrounding me with people that would keep me numb. People that didn't agree with my truth, but didn't agree with anything else, just agreed with me servicing them. That's what I kept around myself so that I didn't have to go inward and find out why am I so unhappy? Why am I so depressed? Why am I so down? It was because I was living a bunch of lies. And I'll clarify again, not because they were lies to anyone else, but me. It wasn't my truth. And so I had to do the work. <coughs> I had to do the work. Now, I will tell you it's much easier to do the work of finding your truth if you have a team. It's, it's a lot easier to, have, to find your truth if you have a mentor. Uh, many of the books that helped me find my truth were given to me by Antonio. Um, either through leadership class or just through mentoring. One of them was given to me by my pastor's wife, who is also a leader in my life. And um, I, I'll give them to you before I close out the call. But it was reading these books that helped me figure out that there was more out there to believe than what I was taught. A lot of times we question, I was cynical. They're a cynic by nature, a cynic to my heart. I question everything except the lies that I, <laughs> the lies that I built my life on. Everything outside of me, I questioned. But everything within me, I didn't. So the questions that I had for everything outside was so I could protect what was on the inside because how many of you know it's so hard at 30 plus years old to accept the fact that what you believe is BS. That's hard. Everything, everything that I believe, 90% of my beliefs are, are BS. My goodness. So I went through a phase, I was angry. I, I kicked it all out but then didn't want to let nothing in or nobody. It's like, all of y'all stay away from me. Everything is a lie. I just, I can't do it. I don't know what to believe. But then something clicked because I realized that I was an empty vessel and that I was a creator. What can a creator do with an empty vessel? I can create my own belief system. I can create my own truth. I can raise my child the way I see fit. 
I can worship God the way that I see fit. I can work in my career the way that I see fit. If I want to retire at 38 years old, I can do that. Who says you got to wait until you're 69 going on 80 to retire from the workplace? Who says that? But it was because I had to build a truth that I could handle. You will never be. The new Jack Swing sound. You know the songs. Bobby Brown's My Prerogative, Bell Biv DeVoe's Poison, Backstreet's No Diggity, No Doubt. Uh. It wasn't just hit songs. It became a movement that took over music, culture, and style. Wandery and Universal Music Group present Jacked, Rise of the New Jack Sound, hosted by Taraji P. Henson. Jacked follows the story of a group of young musicians who use their unique style and undeniable talents to create a new kind of music, New Jack Swing. Go behind the scenes and into the recording studio with the movement's most influential artists as they create music unlike anything that had been heard before and forever changed American culture. You're about to hear a preview of Jacked, Rise of the New Jack Sound. And while you're listening, be sure to describe to Jacked on Apple Podcasts. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen to the entire series ad-free. Have you ever had a dream? Something you wanted so bad you just couldn't let it go? Or Timmy Gatling, his dream was music. And we were hip-hop and R&B. We were unique because we dressed fly. We knew all the hip-hop stuff. You like, wow, these little kids are dangerous. And in 1989, the group he founded had made it. They're getting ready to go on stage in front of 41,000 people at the Los Angeles Coliseum in the crowd of fly girls wearing Donna Karen jumpsuits, guys wearing leather troop bomber jackets, and Obsession Cologne is all in the air. This is the biggest black music tour of the day. I was there. It was in L.A. It was the Budweiser Superfest. The Budweiser Superfest. You know, I remember what a big deal the Superfest was back in the day, honey. It was the kind of show we would get our hair did, our nails did, our everything did, did. In the summer of 89, rappers Cool Mo D and MC Hammer are on the bill. Patti LaBelle and Timmy Gatling's group, Guy. Trim. Flat top haircut, well-dressed. Timmy moves through the crowd of VIPs and people recognize him. Hey, what's up, what's up, man? But here's the thing. Timmy isn't playing with his group that day. And so people asking you, why you not on stage? What's up, you not performing? Yo, Timmy, you not performing? Because what they don't know is that Timmy is no longer in the group. What? The fans didn't know. It was like a conundrum. People was like, okay, wait a minute. It was confusing. Hey, that was worse than anything. Instead, Timmy watches his former bandmates as they go on stage without him. And now he's watching as the crowd at the L.A. Coliseum go off. Guy's dreams have come true. 
but not Timmy's. There's no other, how can I put it? It was totally bittersweet. Hearing your songs, it takes you back to how y'all wrote the songs, where you were at in the hood, in Teddy's living room, and now they up on stage and you're not a part of it. Well, what happened to Timmy's dream? I mean, how did this group of kids from Harlem rise to the top of the music industry only to come apart? The story of Guy and New Jack Swing is a story of friendship, double crosses, gangsters, two-timing, and the invention of a new sound that changed pop music forever. And if you listen close, you can hear it all in the mix. From Wondery and Universal Music Group, I'm Taraji P. Henson, and this is Jack. Timmy Jack Swing. This is something funky that you can claim. All you gotta do is come on and sing. One, two, three. I made you Jack Swing. able to handle a truth that you do not create. We spend a lot of time trying to handle truths that we are not the creator of. You can endure it if you want to. You can reject it if you want to, but keeping it in your hand and trying to handle it, good luck with that. Good luck with that. You'll never be able to handle the truth that you didn't create. You gotta take that stuff in, you gotta mix it all up, and you have to create your own truth. I'm not telling you to reject everything. I'm telling you to be open, actually because that was the next thing that I had to do. I had to take these books, I had to take the lessons, I had to take the, the trainings, and I had to be open to everything. It took me a whole year to learn how to be open. You have to be open, you have to be open to everything. Example, up until about a month ago, there wouldn't have been any kind of way that you wouldn't have been able to make me believe that Buddhism was a religion, that it was like, oh, that ain't Jesus, that ain't me. But when you open your mind up and you go in and you read some books and you don't be scared of Buddha because Buddha is not Jesus, just because Buddha is not Jesus don't mean I can't read about Buddha. Finding your Zen, that is so much more psychotherapy than it is religion. That's a little bit of Shannon truth for you. When Tina Turner was in the movie talking about Nam Yo Horange Yo, don't you for a minute with your Christian self don't think that that Buddhist chant didn't help her. Because it did. Because she left Ike and she's still alive, looking good with her Buddhist self. That's her truth. That's her truth. Um, and, and, and there is science behind the art of chanting and the art of meditation. And you are rejecting your truth, holding on to a religion that you don't even fully understand. A lot of people do that. We hold on to what is lacking and what is confusing and what is ambiguous because we are too weak and too weak-minded to go out and get an accurate truth. 
or lazy because it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work. It took tears. It took sweat. It took me taking back control over all parts of my life. For a whole year, I wouldn't let a man touch me, get away from me. I don't want any parts of you because the truth I had about me was built from a life of abuse, built from watching other people's relationships fail, watching women take on things that I never would want to take on, but I felt like I had to because everybody got to be that ride or die chick. Let me tell you something, ride or die is not my truth. You're going to come correct. I'm not going to have to die. I'm not going to have to ride. I'm going to have to be me and you're going to be you. That's my truth. I'm not about to be dragged by no man. I dare you better have a clear vision about what you got going on with yourself because ride or die chick, that ain't me. There are things you can do that will make Shannon leave you. That's my truth. But it took me a whole year of saying, you know what? Getting them ain't never been a problem for me. <laughs> it just, that my truth is that they all, somebody's always there. That's not me being arrogant. That's me telling you the truth. I have never had an issue in the area of the male species. That's part of the issue. So for a whole year, I sat down and I said, for the next year, I'm not dating, I'm not sleeping with, I'm not entertaining, not one male that wants a relationship or some other type of intimacy with me. And it was very difficult. It was difficult. But it was accomplished. And I took back that power that resided in the innermost parts of my loins. Now my truth is that I can give that energy to whoever I want, but I choose to give it to my career. I choose to give it to doing calls like this. I choose to give it to other things than the male species. Now, it won't always be that way. I plan to be married. I plan to be a wonderful wife eventually. But it, it took me to find my truth about who I am in a relationship and to find my truth about what kind of woman I want to be to a man, I had to recuse myself from the male species for a little while. That's hard, but it helped. The truth hurts, but it helps. It helps. So when you find your truth, you have to then surround yourself with it. You have to surround everywhere I go, my truth is there. Every single place I go, it's there. I don't make mistakes anymore. Every time something happens with me that goes in, 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 in opposition with where I thought I was going, my next question, I got it two years ago from Oprah Winfrey, what is the next best move? Because we're not about to sit and have a pity party. We're not about to self-sabotage, and we're not about to go backwards. So what is the next best move? That's not just something I say anymore. That's something I do. I ask myself that, and then I do it. I do it. What else do I do? 
Maya Angelou gave me a wonderful quote about courage. Without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. When I first logged into this call, it was four people, four of my closest friends. They probably knew everything I was going to say. But do you know what I said? I closed my eyes and I said, I imagine that there are four million people sitting listening to me right now as this call begins. And I will address these four people like they are four million. They will get nothing less from me than what I would give an auditorium full of people coming to hear me. And that's exactly what you're getting because that's my truth. I have to prepare myself for the people that receive my gift. And I do it every single time. So it's no more when I get done. How did I do? Was that okay? Mm -mm. I used to ask myself that, but not anymore. And it's not because, again, it's not arrogance. It's not thinking more of myself. It's believing that 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 has been poured in will come out. And whoever is supposed to receive will receive exactly what they came for. And it never fails me because truth is authentic. And the authenticity of me, authenticity of Shannon will never fail me. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. It'll never fail me. It'll always prove to be true. Why? Because it's the truth. And I made it. <laughs> I created it. Um, I have to surround myself with the truth because that's where I get my support from. And that's what stabilizes me. That's where you get the most support. You cannot get support from something that is not true. It won't hold you. You always fall. You'll always crumble. You get back up. But then as soon as you get sure again, you'll fall because you haven't done the work to create your truth. So I'm challenging you to make a list of some beliefs that you live your life by. Everything that you think in your head that my mom or Mimi and Pop Pop and Aunt Janie and Uncle Joe and Aunt Lori, all these things that people taught you growing up, write them down. And then you ask yourself, what is the truth about this? What, what, what is the truth about this rule that I just wrote down that I've been living my life about? Do I really believe this? It's going to be tough. If you actually and authentically do it, it'll be really tough because it'll be some things and it will go back and forth, back and forth, like that Buddhism thing with me. I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I can't study Buddha. But you can. You can. You can do whatever you want to do. That's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of creating your truth. You can do whatever you want. The problem, why you have a problem with what I'm saying right now is because you have a list of people that you put your do through. I can't do it unless it make it through him. I can't do it unless it make it through her. I can't do it unless it make it through them. If it's something that Shannon wants to do, 
There is no line of through in front of me. I'm going to do it. But it's also going to be in line with my truth. If it's in line with my truth, it's done. If it's not in line with my truth, I don't do it. But I don't knock anybody else that is doing it. Because I have to allow everyone to live in their truth. The reason why we have bigots and, and racists and, and all those kinds of people is because they don't have a truth. And they want to go and, and demean or kill off or berate everybody that does have one. Hey, who, who got on this car jamming like that? You just Oops. Start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to press your mute button before I start dancing on the car. Oh my goodness, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I'm almost done now, so you cool, you good. So the only way that you will be able to handle your truth is if you create it. We can create, we can handle whatever we create. That little boy in that other room on that iPad, I can handle that. You know why? Because I made him. Yes, to all my friends and my Christian lovers of Jesus, I know that I had the help of God. I even had the help of his father. But you understand what I'm saying. My truth is, I created him. I can handle him. When you create your truth, you can handle it. Y'all all have seen, the. some of you have seen A Few Good Men, that famous part where Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. That truth was hard in that movie. And he was right. There were some things that were going on and he was doing the best he could with what he had to protect the wall, but he messed up. The greater truth won, but that man was protecting the country based on his truth. And he told him, you want the truth, but you can't handle it. In essence, he handled the situation in a way that they didn't agree with, but he handled the situation and they couldn't handle the truth. And so he was found guilty. The only difference is in our lives, nobody is gonna find you guilty for your own truth. Because if they do, it's because they're not living one of their own. Stop living your life according to somebody else's truth. Stop living your life based on the truth of someone else if you don't run it through your mind first. If you don't run it through your mind first, and if you don't do the work to get your mind ready for things like that to be run through it, then you might as well get ready to live for other people for the rest of your life. I couldn't deal with that. That was gonna kill me. Living for other people, living through other people, living to other people, that was going to kill me. So I had to create my own truth to live by. I'm happier. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm more fun to be around. But the most important thing, y'all, is that I am at peace. 
It can be a ton of chaos going on around me. It can be World War III about to break loose. But there is an inner peace that I have that I didn't have two years ago. And I owe that to these books. I owe that to mentors. I owe that to my team, to my mentor, Tony. I didn't mean to say mentors. But I, I owe that to them. I thank God daily for putting all of that into the recipe that helped me create my own truth. When I wake up in the morning, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. When I'm at home, y'all, I, I don't watch TV. I'm in my room. I listen to good. I go to YouTube. I type in good energy music and I listen to frequencies of good energy. It's not words. It's just tones and it, it's musical, but it does wonders for my mood and my mental state. I pray and I actually talk to God. That's part of my spirituality. That's part of my truth. I can't live without talking to God. I, I have to pray. I have to talk to him. I interact with my team. I go to work and, and, and I serve the children and the people that I work with the best way that I can. I do the same thing at my church. Oh, you back, hey. I do the same thing in my church. I do the same thing in all areas of my life. I, I, one of my rules is I treat people the way that I would like to be treated. It's simple, but everybody doesn't do that. When I go listen to somebody do a keynote or when I'm in a training class, I try my best not to have my phone in my hand. I try my best to give them my undivided attention because they've worked hard to prepare to speak to me. I don't, I don't bump my neighbor and have sidebar conversations. That's my rule. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. But I also don't look down on people that do it. Because that's the truth. When, when it wasn't a truth that I built for myself, I would be like, oh, they rude. But when I work to build my own truth, nobody's wrong. Everybody just has a truth that they're living by, and I have to allow them to live in it.
Now, there's a certain element of me that will protect my boy. There are certain things that I'm not going to let your truth, you know, touch him. I'm not saying that I just allow, if you in, in the end of this, I was at a football game. It was some teenagers sitting behind me and they was F this, F that, B this, B that. And I did kindly turn around and ask, hey, you know, he's seven. Y'all think y'all might can kind of curb that? And every last one of them was super respectful. Man, we sorry, we didn't know. Yeah, we shouldn't even be talking about that anyway. And then a couple of them got up and went and sat a little further down. I didn't have a problem with them. Well, that's a lie. I do have a problem with kids that use a whole lot of profanity. But it wasn't so much that they were bumping up against my room. I can tune that out. But I have a, a, a kid. So in that respect, I don't just allow people to just be around him. If I can't remove the people, I remove him. But just me in and of myself, I allow people to be whoever they are. You just got to be that away from me sometimes. That's that Coach T coming out. <laughs> Be, you know, I'm going to allow you to be you, but be you over there. Somebody has a truth that you don't necessarily agree with. Or if it's something that you can tell they're in a low level of awareness. Like, I can't be around a man that I know for a fact hits a woman. That could be your truth. You could feel like that's okay. That is not okay with me. So you're going to need to be you over there. Likewise, with a woman that hits a man, I don't believe anybody needs to be hit to be taught anything. But when adults hit other adults, you got to be you over there. If it's a parent raising their kid, I don't like parents that use profanity. I don't like when parents use a whole lot of profanity with their children. So you got to take that. Hey, daddy, you got to take that. And that's my real daddy. That is not a man that I'm calling daddy. That is my biological father that just came to the door. Let me clarify that. <laughs> but y'all kind of get what I'm saying. It's, it's you, everybody has their own truth. And to a certain extent, you do have to allow people to be who they are kind of far away from you, especially while you're finding your own truth. But once you get it, get it, got it good. But don't, my last point before I get done, don't be afraid to upgrade it. Don't be afraid to upgrade it. Malcolm X died not because of any type of police brutality, I don't think. Malcolm X died because he upgraded his truth. And those that followed him in his first truth couldn't follow him to his new truth because he went to, to, he went to Mecca, I believe it was. And he saw people with a different skin color that, that believed the same thing he believed. And he found out that white people were not white devils. And he came back with that. And soon after that is when he was shot and killed. I don't believe that a white supremacist killed him. I believe one of his followers that wanted him to stay in his low level of awareness, that wanted him to stay in his former truth, killed him because they couldn't move with him to his new truth. When people can't move with you into your truth, let them go. If you keep them close, they will try to kill your truth until they get up enough courage to find their own.
That's why you need to make sure you have a team. You are precious. <clears throat> and so are your desires. You, boys and girls, men and women, you are precious. And so are your desires. And you have to handle them as such. And you have to develop a truth that can handle you and that you can handle. That's my time. That's my speech. Thank you all for your ears. I love you all. And I believe we're ready to open it up for Q&A. Wow. Thank you so much, Shannon. That was amazing. Hi, Deanna. Hi. You definitely, definitely, definitely blessed my whole soul. Um, I'm going to get us started with Q&A this evening. So if anyone has any questions for Shannon, please feel free to ask her. Um, if you have anything outside of that that's personal, please feel free to reach out to her personally to ask those questions. So who would like to go first? The It's open. Please make sure that you do unmute yourself prior to asking your question and then we ask that you please, out of respect for the others that are listening, please mute yourself back. So, who would like to get started? Who has a question for Dr. Shannon Clark? Friend, I have my a friend, question. My friend. Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. You go. <laughs> All right. Well, I will go. Friend, as always, you. Okay. <laughs> And you, you have been sharing this truth with me like for a long time. And so <laughs> this is why I come to my friend for advice because she gives me nothing but the truth. But as always, I am so very proud of you. And these nuggets, I was I was just waiting for them. I knew they were coming. I was just waiting for them. Uh, I'm driving. That's why I'm not, I don't have my video on. But amazing job. Fantastic. Gosh. You know, I love you in every way. And you keep living your truth and keep shining on everybody, please. Thank you, Grace. I appreciate it. Come on, Raynette. I think I said your name right. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How you guys are doing? How are you guys doing? Uh, again, like everyone is saying, very, a lot of knowledge, uh, very, you know, it was very enjoyable. Uh, so what I have as a question, and as you were speaking of speaking, um, you're uh, standing up for your truth and leveling up. Um, as we level up, it tends to be, like you said, the people closest around us, our family, and, you know, it's like they're keeping hold to the old us. Mm -hmm. um, do you tend to find it that it's more family and friends or, you know, outsiders that kind okay. of are, uh, that don't support you and are your, your new, your, shall I say, your new truths? Yes, that's a great question, and absolutely. Um, I love my family. I love my friends. Um, there are countless amounts of people that surrounded me growing up. Um, but when I started doing this, the actual coaching and working with, with Antonio, I didn't get the support. And I really still don't. I don't even, I don't notice it as much now because I let it fall off. And my, I mean, my, my dad was just here, you know, and it's not that he doesn't, um, I mean, he'll listen when he can and he'll do what he can. But as far as the support that I expected, I didn't get that. 
And I had to accept the fact that they were doing the best that they could with what they had and that they were at, um, not disrespectfully, but just at a lower level of awareness. And you have to realize that these people, your family, your friends, they had a hand in creating you. They had a hand in creating the things that you believe. And so when you start to believe something different, either they're going to grab a hold of it or they're going to try to beat it, crush it, remove it from you because they just want you to stay the Raynette that they know and love. And they can't accept the fact that you can do new things and have new truths and still be a Raynette that they know and love. They'll find it, they'll, they'll see it in time. But you're, if, if that's what you're feeling, you're in the right place, you're doing the right thing because family, I would actually say is probably, they're probably the worst in, in support. And, um, and that's not the case for everybody. But for me, it, it, it was. It was something that I had to work through with my team. It was something that I had to work through just personally because you automatically expect that they'll be there. But just because you yeah. expect that they'll be there, if they're not mentally ready to be there, they're not. And they're going to try to keep you from going to. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that answer. You're welcome. Okay, do we have anyone else who has any questions or just want to pour into Shannon as she has poured out to us? Here, go ahead. Hey, Shannon, can you hear me? Hi, Michelle. Could you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. My, um, first of all, I want to say I'm really, really, really proud of you. Um, you are shining so bright, and I am so proud of you. And I have a couple questions. Um, I'm in the process of learning my truth. I had to tear down a lot of beliefs and a lot of things that, I've been dealing with for a lot of years. So in building these truths, um, how, do I, is it, how do I know what they are? Is it just as simple as if I like something and it agrees with me and it agrees with my desires and if it agrees with um, the person I am, is that how I know it's the right truth? Well, I, I, I believe it's, it's different strokes for different folks. So I'm going to tell you how I built mine. As far as the example that I use with um, my son, uh, for the first two years, like I would like pop his hand or something. And there was one time where I raised my hand to hit him because he had did something and he flinched and I saw fear. And I said to myself, I don't want my son to jump when I raise my hand to him. And I certainly don't want him to look at me in fear. So let me, agree, agree. let me look at how I'm disciplining him and why I'm disciplining him this way. And I asked myself, why do you spank him? And the only thing that I came up with is because I was spanked. And because I was taught, if you 
spare the rod, you hate the child. Mm -hmm. And so I had to investigate that. And the rod is not literal. The rod is if you spare rearing, if you spare raising them, if you let them just go out and do whatever all willy-nilly, then you must hate them. I can raise him. I can bring him up, but I don't have to hit him. And as far as everything else, once I met Antonio and I came and I started working with the team, I literally just listed, because y'all know I was a fan of the subconscious mind training. Mm -hmm. And so I had to list every, some beliefs that I had. You know, um, why, why, why do I take, this is going to be funny. Why do I take a bath? Why do I brush my teeth? Why do I comb my hair? Why do I? And it's like, yes, I want to do that. Yes, I want to do that. Yes, I want to do that. Why do I drink wine? Why do I drink liquor? Why do I drink beer? I'm not an alcoholic. Can, is that okay? Can I drink? Check. Yes, I can drink. Um, why, do I, why do I grab the door before a guy grabs it? I had to check that. Oh, wow. I had to let, if a man wanted to open a door for me, I needed to fall back and let him do that. But, you know, I had my whole independent woman, I don't need nobody hat on back then. But now my rule is if chivalry is not dead. And I can let anybody show me chivalry. But that it's just listing it. And, and it can seem a little simplistic. It can seem a little, oh, now I know what I believe. I know what I believe. I know my truth. But when you start writing stuff down and you start questioning why you do some of the things that you do, and why you believe some of the things that you believe. That's how you do it. That's how you recreate. And for some, it may not be a whole lot of tweaking that needs to be done. But you still need to do the work so that you can be confident that the truth you live is yours. Thank you. Actually, that is great advice because I had the attitude of, oh, I know my truth, but then I really don't because I have to when I don't know my truth is when my low self-esteem sets in, my insecurities, my lack of confidence. So, yeah, I am going to do that. I probably will have a long list. But thank you so much, Shannon. You're beautiful, and you add value not only to me, but you add value to this whole call. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything? If not, I'll close us out. So, Bryant, uh, he's having a hard time getting through. Okay. What but <laughs> he wanted to let you know that you have really helped him with this call. He is grateful for you in this subject, and he thanks you for the self-check. He said he is proud to say he's connected to you. I'll tell him I said thank you. I'll tell him, though. I'll tell him in the um, in the chat. I will tell him thank you. Okay, anybody else? I I do have a question. Okay. Can you, can you just go over one more time how you emptied yourself for anyone who didn't catch that one? <laughs> it's easy for us to pour into ourselves, mm -hmm. but for me personally, if I'm pouring into myself, but I have yet to empty myself, I'm only adding to what's already been built up for 35 years. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that pouring is awesome. I have that positivity. I'm pouring into myself, but I still have 35 years of crap that I haven't released yet. 
So yeah. how do you act, like, can you go over again how you actually empty yourself and become an empty vessel so when you do pour in, when you do go through the process of discovering your truth, mm-hmm. you're filling yourself with your truth and not just adding on to things that are that are in there that are lying dormant that you didn't even know about, things like that. Right. So in order to first, I'll tell you two things. And one I may not have covered. Um, you have to you have to make your list. Um, your real self knows. And what I found was I knew the things that I was living that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I lived them because I was taught them. And so I just had to accept the fact that it was okay to question it. And when you accept the fact that it's okay to question things, then you can write out your list of things that you just don't agree with. Like, we feel like because somebody is our mom, our dad, our brother, at all times we drop everything to get to them that's not a truth for me and to some that may sound horrible i don't drop everything for anybody i totally take an assessment of the situation and i literally ask myself if i don't go will they be okay and 95 percent of the time they are just fine people have grown accustomed to calling me because for years, I always went. I would drop everything and go, drop everything and go, drop everything and go, holding on to nothing because I had eight tentacles going out, being everything to everybody else and nothing to myself. So now my truth is, I don't drop everything for anybody. I ask myself, will they be okay if I don't go? So I don't go a lot of times. And everybody is still breathing, alive, fat, full, and Shannon don't have to be at their beck and call. So you really just have to look at the things you're doing. The emptying is already done because whatever the the millions of things that you said that you have, D, some of that stuff is draining you. Some of that stuff is bleeding live life out of you. And we know the things that drain us. We know the things that pull against our dreams. We know the things that pull against our desire. Dig out the rule, the rule that makes you allow yourself to be drained. Dig it out. Why is it that I'm drained? Why is it that I'm tired? Why is it that every time this person comes or every time this situation comes, I am just, ugh. There's a rule there. There's something there that you need to rebuild a truth around and then live that truth so that you're not drained. Thank you so much. (laughs) So does anyone else have any questions or comments for the doc? That's that's my my nickname for her. Please forgive me. For Dr. Shannon R. Clark. Do I have any other questions or comments or simply just want to pour into Shannon in a positive way? <laughs> I can take it. I can take what you, whatever you have to say. No, I'm just joking. 
If anyone is on the phone and you have something to say, but you can't unmute yourself, please feel free to put your comment or question in the chat. So that way Shannon can see it and receive it or see it and respond to your question. Okay. Well, if somebody did have something, you can reach me on Facebook at Shannon Clark. Um, you can go through Tony, Dion, any of the company people that you know, know how to get in contact with me. I am um, not on the scene as much as they are, but that's going to change soon. I am very much so a part of them. So hi to everyone. And I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I want to encourage you to find your truth. And if you already have your truth, I'm proud of you. And just live according to that truth. And don't be afraid to upgrade it. Don't be afraid to tweak it. Don't be afraid to work at it. And it, it may change over time. But the biggest thing I can tell you is that you are the creator of it. You are the creator. And as long as you remember that and fashion your life behind that, then the moon isn't even a limit for you. The moon isn't even a limit for you. Stay close to us here at the ATS Junior Companies. We have big things going on. Once again, I will tell you those books, I did tell you I would give you books. The books that had the most um, impact on me was anybody that is, um, well, you can read this even if you just like to read. This is a really good book on prayer. It's called Fervent. It's by Priscilla Shire, and it changed my whole prayer life. So that's one that I read that changed. This is the one I told you my pastor's wife gave me. The next three were by Antonio. This one is, you see how beat up it is? The dog chewed it. It's, uh, it doesn't even have the cover on it anymore. But it is Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani. And it's a very easy read, but it's, and it's a very good read. And then there is this one. This is Think and Grow Rich. You see how that's all beat up up there? Because this book drugged me through the mud and back. But it was a good one, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And then, believe it or not, and you got to be out your mind if you think I'm not going to tell you that my boss's book, <laughs> Keep Walking Right Here, it will help you too. So this is by Antonio T. Smith Jr., Keep Walking. <clears throat> That's helpful also. I actually use that in one of my Let's Talks Tuesdays because it's really some good information in, in that one as well. Um, I enjoyed all of you. Thank you all for being here. Please reach out to me. Um, let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, I am not so high and mighty that I can't take um, <clears throat> any type of um, accolades or the lack thereof. So just stay close and thank you all. And I'll see y'all next time. I think next week we have you, Deanna, right? Okay, so join us next Tuesday because Deanna will be coaching and sharing with us, and you don't want to miss that. And tomorrow, we have Bryant, who will do his Walk It Out Wednesday, and that'll be on, a, on live, Facebook Live. So if you are a friend of Bryant or, or not, make sure that you are able to access him on tomorrow. What time is it at, at 6? 
Yes, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Bryant will be doing Walk It Out Wednesday. And what am I forgetting anything? On Sundays, y'all know we have the Plant Better Mindset call. And if you want some more training, we have the ATS University. If you would like to join that, if you're not already a part of it, please reach out to us so that we can tell you about that and give you some information. It's tons of training going on in the university right now, and it is awesome. It is really awesome, and I'm very proud of what we have going on. So that's just a little bit about what's going on from me who tries to keep up with everything. <laughs> but if I missed anything, Deanna, please correct me. And if not, y'all, good night. I love each of you. I pray for you, and I hope that you are living your dreams. I did want to let you know, Shannon, Bossman did want to apologize to you. He had to step out, but... <laughs> Apology not accepting. I, I understand. He's so busy and he does so much. And so tell him he is forgiven. I'll tell him that I understand. I saw him on here. He actually waved by when he was walking, hustling to get somewhere else. He worked so hard for all of us. So I appreciate him and I appreciate him for being on the call the time that he could be. I appreciate Darren for being late. Hey, Darren. <laughs> all right i'm done bye everybody you there is playback available so just reach out and we can give you the playback love y'all live your bye. dreams bye bye thank you I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, 
as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me 
to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 
48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter. R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.